welcome back for another edition of the Club Cool Podcast. I am your host, Barrett Dudley, and today I'm joined by a very special guest. Uh, we're doing a little home and home here thing. <laughs> it's Sunday Scary Zone, Will DeFreeze. Will, good to have you. What's going on? Pleasure to uh, be present in the club today. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Uh, thank you for being here. Absolutely. Phil is still, you know, slanging wine bottles left and right. It's what he do. It's just, it's, it's what he do now, so... So uh, we're we're happy to have uh, we're happy to have another guest on. Uh, Will, it's a Friday. Last night it was my company Christmas party. Mm-hmm. I, I'm moving slow. That's yeah, okay. I, I don't know if you can hear it in my voice. You can. It was uh, a. <laughs> <laughs> it was at uh, it was at Don's Depot. If you're familiar with with Austin, this is this uh, it's it's this very it's a dive bar, but it's this quirky like super western. Honk, small honky tonk with like all carpet and like tons and tons of Christmas decorations, and it's always packed. And I just spent like four hours just screaming to he- to like for my voice to be heard, and and you know what I mean. Like, correct me if I'm wrong. Is it always Christmas themed there, or do they just always have Christmas lights up? I've only been around the holidays, and so I've never actually known. So they they've definitely found themselves on that that list of like. I feel like this is a thing that's that's big in cities right now. It's like the Christmas bar. Yeah, it's always so, Christmas. Yeah, and so we have a couple here. There's like Nickel City and uh, Lala's Little Nugget. And I think Don's may have just like slipped into it. I wanted, I don't think that it was always all, uh, Christmas all the time there. And then I think I think maybe like the pandemic rolled around and they were just like, yeah, we're leaving it up. Yeah, but yeah we don't have the help to uh, take down these decorations. So we're a Christmas bar. Now. Yeah. I, I, there, there's more stuff in there around the holidays. They yeah. do like the snowflakes and there's like Christmas trees and stuff like that. But I think they just leave the Christmas lights up all the time. Yeah. Have you been to any of these spots like Miracle on Fifth Street or the, any of the Christmas bar pop ups? I haven't. The only Christmas bar pop up that I go to and I don't I don't even know if this is defined as a pop up is Gibson Street. Okay. Yeah, they, always, they they decorate well. That's another it's another good one. Yeah, when Micah and I have always managed to find ourselves there each Christmas season. I'm actually going out to dinner with him tomorrow night uh, near there, so I'm I'm gonna venture to guess that I find myself there again. That sounds. But nice. that's the one place, and I, I think the reason I like that is because it's not always overrun with people. Sometimes you can slide in and and get a good spot without having to make a, like you don't have to make reservations yeah, yeah. things like that. Whereas the other places, I feel like it's just it's tough. Are you are you doing any uh, any White Russians or any uh, Christmassy pepperminty schnapsy drinks? Sally just sent a uh, an Instagram reel to me today requesting that we do this tomorrow night before dinner, and they are espresso martinis with a peppermint rim. Mm. Uh, I don't see myself doing the peppermint rim part of it, but okay. I, I will make a good espresso martini. Maybe we do have some some peppermint flavored coffee that I think I could incorporate into the actual espresso martini. Peppermint flavored coffee? Yeah, it's You're buying flavor you're buying flavored coffee over there? Sally, Sally you, br- likes you to brew up pep- you her brew up peppermint coffee in the morning? Her espresso pod is a uh, <laughs> game is okay, very out okay. there and she always gets the seasonal flavors of which I don't truly enjoy that much. Yeah. But uh given that it's the only one we have currently that's not 2 ounces, it's the only 7 ounce one that we have right now. I've been doing a lot of them. So this is the, the this is a this is an at-home espresso martini. Yes. making. Yes. thing that you've got going. I've gotten pretty good at it. Yeah. Uh, a listener sent me a bottle of Mr. Black. It's a coffee liqueur okay. with cold brew, whatever. I don't even know what's in it. But they have some recipes on their website, and it's it honestly they've they've made some very good uh, espresso martinis out of it. I'm very very pleased. So wait, so what all is actually in an espresso martini? Uh, I've been doing espresso, the cold brew liqueur from Mr. Black, uh, simple syrup, 
which I only do about half of because mm-hmm. everything else is sweet enough. Yep. Uh, vodka, and I think that's it. I think that's it. Okay. Yeah, I I wouldn't have really known. I don't think. I didn't know. The first time I ever thought of making one, I was like, what, do I just need like espresso, espresso and vodka? Espresso and vodka, yeah. But I realized the the liqueur is an important part, and you definitely need the sweetness of a little bit of simple syrup in order to cut it. Yeah. Yeah. The the uh, Don's has a – they've got many specialty Christmas drinks, but like the the very famous one is called the Grinch. Mm-hmm. And it is a uh, – it's a green white Russian that is like <laughs> full of, full of pe- uh, peppermint. It comes with like a little peppermint uh, or a candy cane in there. And uh, I used to enjoy one of these. And then one time I saw like (laughs) the trash can next to where they were making them. And it was just like (laughs) 47 cartons of half and half. And I was like, (laughs) I don't know if I can do this again. (laughs) I know. Last year I bought eggnog for the first time. I'm not a big eggnog guy. It wasn't something we had growing up. But I decided to get some. And uh, I got some from like a farm that had like no preservatives in it. And I was faced with drinking an entire gallon of like eggnog before it went bad in three days and i was like this isn't what i signed up no, for like no. they need to sit they need to sell single servings that you can mix with something instead of selling like the big jugs of it yeah yeah eggnog, eggnog this is it is it's eggnog season somebody was actually just dm'd me recently because i always talk about the eggnog that um that i that i consider the goat it's it's available at total wine it's the pennsylvania dutch brand okay that's the one you got to get they sell out don't know it might be too late already here on uh on december 10th i'm not sure but that's if if you're looking for a pre-mixed eggnog that does not expire in three days, um, it's the Pennsylvania Dutch. Go check it out at, at at Total Wine. That's the good stuff. But it's it's uh, yeah, you need like just a, a few ounces at a time. We were going to have a holiday party this year uh, in celebration of Tommy Fury of Love Island fame fighting Jake Paul. But unfortunately, <laughs> Tommy Fury has backed out of that fight, and yeah. Sally is the biggest Love Island fan I know. She uh she has backed out of doing the holiday party that night. Right, it was right before we were going to send out invites to people. Wait, 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 wait. You were going to do a holiday party for the Jake Paul fight? Correct. Yeah. Be- because Tommy Fury is a Love Island person. Correct. Yes. <laughs> yes. It was going to be a lot of different worlds colliding for our holiday party, but it was gonna be a holiday themed fight party where I was planning on making espresso martinis and eggnog stuff, but. That part, man. That will that party really could have been the intersection of style and pop culture. It might, it, it <laughs> might still happen, but I don't know if the fight will be purchased by us for that party. Uh, yeah, I've never, I've never watched a Jake Paul fight. If it's, I, I, I haven't either. But if I was going to watch one, it was going to, it be, was, it was yeah. be with my boy from Love Island. I, I does he does he have like an awesome uh, Cockney accent? He does. He yeah. does. Uh, yeah, he's Mancunian. He's a real geezer. And uh, yeah, he's got a good accent. He's 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 an engaging guy, but apparently his his boxing skills leave a little uh, left to be desired. Uh, I went um, at this party. I went full Canadian tuxedo. Love it. Did a little, you know, howler howler denim shirt, denim jacket, jeans, boots, bolo tie. Mm. Um, full full throttle. Did you get any kit picks? Uh, I man, I just you know I took a selfie. I'll I'll, I'll have to throw one up, but um. I, I, Christmas parties seem like an opportunity to it's it's like borderline costume mm-hmm. territory. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody puts on like like some type of velvet sport coat or something like that. Yes. Maybe don a little Christmas hat. But it's definitely, you know, you got black watch plaid out there, all sorts of very, very festive things that I feel. And, I, and, and for some reason, I'm I've just always find myself leaning into taking the opportunity to to essentially put on a costume for for holiday party 
Yeah, I, I I can't I I don't have my my holiday party outfit chosen for this year yet, but I do plan on going a little over the top because everyone else seems to, and so I figure it, it's my time to shine this year. I'm not just going to do like a nice sweater and pants. Well, hopefully it's not 85 degrees uh, on the. Honestly, the, even the if it is, your... I'm still going to volume shoot some yeah. Western fit that I have no business wearing. Okay. I have, I, I just, I have to do it. I'm going to ask them to turn the the thermostat down at the restaurant to like 59. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Um. Will you you're you're an aesthetic guy. I love a good aesthetic. You you create a beautiful aesthetic on on the uh, on the Sunday Scaries Instagram account, which you're probably following, even if you don't know you're following it. It's, Doing ginormous numbies over we're shadow there. Shadow band, but we're still doing numbies nonetheless. Yeah, how many followers you get over there? Eighty thousand. We hit it. Hit it last wow. weekend. Yeah, Brett and I were out having drinks, and I was like, "Oh, Brett, we just hit eighty k." That's I. That that's incredible. Yeah, I mean, I I'm amazed by how fast it's grown. This year, it's grown quite crazy. How, did did you what, what did how, what's the growth been like over the last like twelve months? Is is that did you go from like twenty to eighty? No, no, twenty. It was at pretty much at twenty when the pandemic started and that's when I kind of started doing more of the meme format stuff, which it pretty much all is now. And then from there it's gone up. I think earlier this, I think it started the year around 50 or 45 or something like that. Okay. But yeah, no, there's been a couple posts that have gone crazy. And what I've learned is that it's wild to see how one post can immediately add 5,000 followers. Yeah. It, it, it boggles my mind how it works. I feel like that for some reason that only happens on, on uh, Instagram. You see somebody that, that has a viral tweet. You know, and it's got like 40,000 retweets, mm-hmm. 800,000 likes. And then you click into their profile and they have like 1,200 followers. I, I had a Christmas tweet go off a couple of years ago and it did the biggest numbers I've ever done. And I, I lost followers after tweeting it. Like I had a net <laughs> negative after that. I was like, yeah, this Twitter is such a weird place. Like yeah, just, Twitter, you have to be consistently entertaining. Whereas yep. Instagram, like one post can get people in as long as your page looks good. So what, what do you – how would you kind of describe the the – the vibe of the Sunday Scaries Instagram. I would say it's it's as if the world only existed between the months of October and November. Okay. And there's a lot of green and tan influences. Uh, I've definitely hopped on that train. But like the vintage 90s to early 2000s cozy fall. It is it it's it is very it's cozy. That's what I want. That's all I care about. You I, I saw that you and the circling back guys did a um a holiday movie draft mm-hmm. and and you just you your your lane was wide open nobody was even <laughs> selecting from the same no. pool as you i told dylan after i was like the movies that i chose like i didn't even i didn't even need to like worry about no, you guys no. taking them like i chose all the rom- <laughs> except for home alone i chose all the romantic comedies that like no one really cared about it's what it, it was family stone mm-hmm. the holiday mm-hmm. and what, what love was love actually one? was one of them and love and actually then, uh, yes yes yeah um, you've got mail was just on TV mm-hmm. as I was, uh, as I was leaving the house that also kind of like gives me that, the, the, the vibe of, of, of what you're putting out and it, it fits into that cozy autumn, New York nineties, two thousands type thing. Oh, I think, I think you've got mail has more to do with, uh, the, the brand that's been created than more than anything at this point. I, I, I know that, um, you know, you were, you were already experiencing this, this massive growth before this all happened, but <clears throat> Taylor Swift mm-hmm. did the 10 minute all too well, which felt very, very much up this, this whole alley. Mm-hmm. Like it felt like it, you know, I, th- I think I saw some references to either like Tumblr autumn 
or Sad Girl Autumn. Yes. And it really brought this. I mean, just the scarf alone, the Gyllenhaal, the scarf Dude, thing alone. I think even before All Too Well, even like Folklore and Evermore, they were they, still they, they, dipping they, into that that's autumn, true. that Tumblr Autumn aesthetic. Like it was the the covers alone, the all lowercase. Like I felt like I was on Tumblr when I was hanging out with that al- those albums, which I did a lot of. Did you uh, did did you dive into the to the most recent Taylor Swift album in the 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 long Taylor's version of All Too Well? I have listened to All Too Well, yep. the ten minute version. I've also watched her SNL performance, but I have not dipped into the actual album. It wasn't. I didn't get on the Taylor Swift train until 1989, really. Yeah. Like, I mean, I respected Taylor, what she was sure. doing, but 1989 was the first time where I was like listening to her album front to back. And so I haven't dipped in yet. I don't, is she going to re record the other ones? Cause like, I yeah, was, she's doing all of them. Okay. If she's redoing 1989, then my, I, I feel bad for my Spotify 2022 wrapped <laughs> already. Well, I, the, I know it's expensive to like, to, to produce all of the things that she's doing and to go back and re-record like that. But it does make me wonder why why other artists haven't done this. Because Cause I think they need a lawsuit in order to do it. And I think she's the only one who had the money to pay for that. Unless I'm incorrect. I, I don't I have no no idea. Because hmm. like Kesha should be doing this, right? Right. She's right. in the, you know, like debatably like the same or worse situation than Taylor Swift was in. M- maybe it's just the the clout that Taylor has because she's confident enough and and is is big enough and has a, a large enough fan base that like Everybody is going to go listen to the Taylor version. Yeah, they are going to, and and in fact, might make that the the main version that they that they pick because oh, they're sure. they're backing her, right? For sure. And so it's like you know, if Kesha goes back and re-records TikTok, like, are, are you going to listen to the to the to that version? Or are you going to go to yeah, the OG? She's, she's got diehards in the club, but maybe yeah. not like diehards that are just rolling around town in their car listening to TikTok. Yeah. So it's it's I guess it's it's probably a pretty special circumstance that Taylor Swift is able to pull it off, but. The the other thing that I was thinking about musically recently is why other, why more artists don't do Christmas albums. It seems like a layup. Like I still listen to Bieber's. Yeah, and like Adele. You know how many copies of a Christmas album Adele would sell? Yeah, that's that's a phenomenal choice for a Christmas album. I, do you think she's just like hanging on to that in her back pocket? Yeah, like that 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 might be like a you know. I need some money down the line. Yeah, yeah, let's, yeah. Let's just do that one. Yeah, okay. Because like she she would be perfect for it. Yes, I would. Um, I would immediately. I just, you know, I, we need some new Christmas songs. Yeah, I love it when when uh, Bieber hits that "Shawty with You" line, but like, <laughs> I can only do it so many times every Christmas season. <laughs> um, and yeah, Adele seems like the uh, she she's my choice for for next Christmas pop. If anybody can, like, you know, anything to get the Ariana Grande stuff out of my head. They've yeah, been, and I mean, been playing even the... it at the restaurant next to me all the time, and I can hear it when I'm going to bed every night, and I'm just I can't do it anymore. I like it, but like it's it's officially been ruined for this year at least. Yeah, yeah. Um, there are a couple other aesthetics within the uh, the fashion and style world that that I want to get your take on, Will. But first, let's hear from today's sponsor, Cool Kids. Will, I know you're going to appreciate this one. Actually, um, I'm excited to partner up and introduce you guys to Soul Savvy. Today's podcast is brought to you by Soul Savvy, which is here to help you get the sneakers you want and avoid paying resale. Does not matter if you're an OG, if you're new to the game, if you just started collecting, you've been doing this for 20 years. Soul Savvy is for every sneaker enthusiast looking to grow their collection. In the last few years, the shoe game has become more about profit than passion. If you don't have the plug or any connects, you're probably uh, probably taking else. Probably taking else. <laughs> uh, I know that I am. I've you know I've been taking lots. 
for for several years now. Well, I feel like you know this was something that you were pretty interested in and involved in, and I I got to think that the whole the atmosphere around it, the never being able to to get what you want, um, kind of sa- had to be a piece of what soured you on it. It it was. I I absolutely hated it. Like the only the only sneakers that I was buying for a long period of time were you know the the exciting drops. Mm-hmm. I don't even I don't even have the sneakers app on my phone anymore because wow. I, I had such a struggle getting stuff that I was like I don't even want to deal with it at this point. Yeah. And so a, a service like this sounds absolutely wonderful. Yeah. Soul Savvy is here to help with that. It's built by sneakerheads for sneakerheads. They help you at each stage of a shoe drop, making sneakers more fun and accessible for their members. So here's what you get when you join Soul Savvy. You get exclusive info like early access links and release guides. They have a drop alerts feature. Um, a, a, a bunch of really cool stuff. They have like direct add to cart links. So you just click one link and boom, you're there. Uh, there's assist by soul savvy, which is an autofill Chrome extension. Um, and there's even a raffle management tool, which essentially like helps you enter every possible raffle without having to go through each individual website and like log in, do all your stuff. Um, it's extremely helpful. The way I like to describe it is it's basically everything but the bot. Uh, they even offer hands-on one-to-one support from their team of experts. They have live training sessions. They prepare members for each key release. So when it comes time to cop, you know, just remember Soul Savvy. They're going to help you get there. They help you shave precious seconds off of checkout processes as well. So here is what you do. Go to soulsavvy.com slash clubcool for 40% off your first month. Ooh. That's right. 40% off your first month soulsavvy.com slash club cool. I'm going to spell it for you. It's S O L E S A V Y.com slash club cool. Get the sneakers you want. Avoid resell. Join soul savvy and thank me later. Uh, a lot of really cool stuff going on. There's like a dis there's a discord involved as well. So it's really, it's, it's quite the setup if you're looking to, um, to grab some sneakers and not be paying absurd resale prices. So. Do you have any heat on your feet today, Barrett? Uh, yeah, I've got some, uh, I've got the Nike Sakai blazers, okay. um, which was probably the last time that I won on, that I took it, <laughs> that I took a W on, on, on sneakers, on the sneakers app. Like you mentioned, uh, it's, it's borderline impossible. Uh, okay. Will, so ha- have you ever heard this, like this phrase, everybody in Soho dresses like this now or I everybody heard in it so- until I Googled it and saw a GQ article. And then I was like, okay, this is making more sense to me now. Yeah, it was, it, I, I'm not sure where it began. I think it was more of a Twitter thing than an Instagram thing. Uh, Kind of probably bubbled in like 2018 or 2019. But it basically was, you know, it it is what it sounds like. It's like the one look that every like kind of like hipster douche fashion guy is is gravitating towards. And then suddenly everybody in in Soho is is essentially looking like that. Mm-hmm. So I think that when when uh when GQ did that article in in early 2020, it was uh it was like a lot about like the short beanies, you know, above oh, yes. above the ear uh and like I think big like big long coats that type of stuff. Uh they they singled out Harry and Marv as like That's good. <laughs> that's... I'm imagining the photo of uh um oh, man, Jonah Hill and what's the other dude from Superbad? Michael Sarah. Michael Sarah walking down the street, like that's what I'm imagining for that time period of that article. There's a there's a famous photo of them walking down the street together with like yeah uh, I don't know they're just decked out in streetwear. Yes, uh, and and a lot of times like you know as we've come into this Instagram age, th- this everybody in Soho dresses like this now 
kind of overlaps with like the the look that is most trending on Instagram. Mm-hmm. So I would say like last year, for example, it it definitely matched up. It was like Carhartt double knees or the vintage Carhartt jacket, and everybody was wearing Dunks, uh, vintage Dunks or or, or Jordan ones, basically, mm-hmm. uh, and that was like you know very much the thing. That involved a lot of vintage, uh, which has continued to be a very, very, very big deal, especially when it comes to this Instagram look. Uh, and now, the new the 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 twenty twenty one going into twenty twenty two look on Instagram. I, I I saw a caption describing it perfectly. I did not come up with this. Didn't even know the didn't even know the phrase until I saw uh, w- one person post this. But it's Cold War cowboy. Okay. Now, the, the 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 mashup of these two things is, you know, it's it's what it sounds like. It's it's Western, and somehow it feels very Russian. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's like a it, it's this look that's spun off of the one that I described with the Carhartt and the Dunks, um, but it's like v- very flared jeans, mm-hmm. and these jeans need to look vintage. They need to look like you like paid seven dollars for them at Goodwill, and you've been wearing them for. And have been wearing them for 20 years. And then Western boots or, or or some type of like very chunky boot. And then some type of crazy jacket or or sweater vest is is happening. I'm seeing like a suede jacket, like Yellowstone, but like if you stepped on Dutton Ranch, you'd get the shit beaten out of you. Yes, yes. Like that. Yeah. And then to, to cap it all off, the thing that, that a lot of these outfits also have is like, like a high crown trucker uh trucker cap mesh trucker cap mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so i'm really i'm i'm it's the the piece of it that's so interesting to me is is not that is not the western influence because western has been kind of coming up on us for a while yeah. whether it's from yellowstone Especially or, or down here like i feel like down here everyone has an excuse to lean a little yep. western and yep. so you just see it more I, I that's kind of that's kind of how i feel about it like that's my mentality. I'm like, you know what? If there's a city I can get away with some Western stuff in, it's Austin. Absolutely. Um, but the 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 piece of it that's so weird to me is like this is the Cold War element. Is this like every like this piece of it that looks very like Russian youth in the in the eighties or nineties. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's just the the vintage thing playing a role. Like because like, you know, when you when you when you look back at old photos uh, that that kind of like you know, evoke this, uh, this look, or even like, I'm, I think about movies like train spotting. Yeah. You know, th- oh, this, God, this kind of like, where it's like this almost like, or even American history X it's, it's like, uh, it's got some like skinhead or soccer hooligan. Yeah. It's the hooliganism like, kind of vibe. yeah. Yeah. Dude, th- that's the, that's the one movie that almost gave me a panic attack. American was, history X. Was, no, um, train spotting. Train spotting. Yeah. I was really hung over one night. <laughs> they both like, will, they both like, will do that. I was like, what, let's watch this, uh, British film. Let's, <laughs> whatever let's have some fun and then like when he was in bed just freaking out staring at the ceiling and the baby was crawling i was like yeah it's over for me yeah how it it ends yes yeah train spotting is is um i I, i'm i'm with you i think it's the most scarring movie i've ever watched dude i i I didn't know what i was getting into (laughs) i thought it was going to be like uh I thought it was going to be like a Guy Ritchie film that was just like a lot of action happening and stuff like that. It's like, oh no, we are uh, we're relapsing right now. Yeah, this is, this is not what I was wanting. Um. So yeah, it's just it, it's got this very like, you know, like it, it's 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 this nonchalance that's almost like grungy. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, it, uh, I'm, I'm just finding it very interesting that this is what is is kind of like what's taken over because for so long it was it was I, I feel everybody wanted such polish, right? And now that this is almost like the antithesis of this, um, it's it again it's it's designed for Instagram it, uh, at this point. It's all very like the proportions really stand out. So mm-hmm. photos that that have this look are super distinct. I yes. think um, they they. They pop off your feed and 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 I think that's what like everything is shifting that way. It's like it's gotta it's gotta stand out on on the feed. Yeah. I mean, you have one of the can I can I dive into one of the yeah, please, you have please. listed I don't know how to say it. Kiko? No, the other one Gosha, Go, uh, Gosha Rubinsky. Yeah. I like, think he got canceled, but he's definitely he one did of get the canceled in a way. I remember I, I had some shorts from him and, and when I when I ordered them online, I thought I knew what I was gonna expect. Then I got them in the mail and they were so much differently proportioned than what I was expecting. <laughs> I enjoyed it, but it was it was a little jarring when I put them on for the first time. I was like, oh, okay, these aren't just like athletic shorts. These are a little higher fashion athletic shorts where that are gonna make me like people are gonna turn their head and be like, Why is he wearing these baggy ass five inch inseam soccer shorts? Did you uh did you hold on to those? Um, you know, I have them somewhere. You gonna play some footy in them? I would like to. They, yeah. The, I, I will say that the lining in them is a little tight. Okay. So I'm a little worried. I might have to put some uh, baby powder down there if I'm doing some running and sweating. <laughs> yeah. If you if you if you pull up just like you know the Google image search of of Gosha, it, you'll you'll get a little bit of this. This it, everybody has a shaved head. Um, everybody is like standing in front of of concrete in some way shape or form it looks like everyone just got off a bender and they're looking to like straighten things out for the next couple (laughs) days like it's just hardcore like it does it does have soccer hooligan vibes to me definitely gosha gosha especially did he did collaborate like you're saying he did he did a lot of soccer stuff that was that was pretty pretty specific um and then another one who's who's been really popular with with the kind of the the fashion set that is getting into to this look is uh kiko costa kostadinov i want to say is, is uh that's how i'm gonna go there with the pronunciation no clue uh may have botched it um but he he's doing a lot of this this stuff that that feels very russian that feels very you know true to his background uh and and has this like yeah i really think i i think the hooligan is really what you know he's doing like these 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 running shoes with asics that feel very 90s and like that that's definitely a, a a good way to to describe the the vibe that that we're getting here. The people at home can't see this, but there's a book that I read when I was in high school, and it's it's about soccer hooliganism. It's called Among the Thugs, and it's apparently the best account for soccer hooliganism as as, as to what it's actually like. And I I almost think that part of Green Street hooligans might have been based off of this. Okay, but tell me that the guy on the cover doesn't look like he could easily slide into an Instagram slideshow with a bunch of these clothes right now. Like that guy's yes, built yeah. for that that role. <laughs> Absolutely, but it's it's a guy from like I don't know nineteen. What I I don't even know what year it was. A long time ago. Here, this is I, I've just found another a, a, an excellent example of uh, of of Cold War cowboy. This this guy uh, Mark Mark Butillier Mark Butiller. I'm not sure how you say his last name either. He's like a he's like a young Gen Z kid that has amassed a very very large uh, following. Gen Zers dressing like this is just blowing my mind. And uh, the, the, he's got this this kit pick on Instagram, which is insane. Uh, it, it, I'm pretty sure this vest is is the Kiko Kostadinov brand. Um, 
the leather jacket here is is like the co- the Cold War piece. Mm-hmm. It looks like it was, you know, he definitely thrifted that thing <laughs> in 1978. Uh, and then the 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 pants are the most flared. They the most be. <laughs> the most flared they could possibly be. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I don't. This is one that that I, I'm. You know, I, like you, like you're saying, like it's fun. It's fun to get a little western here in Texas, but this this whole uh, the Cold War cowboy is is something that I think I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to pass on. I mean, yeah. the thing is, like, if if you put this on paper, it might be perfect for me. <laughs> like a little a little western wear sprinkled in with a little bit of soccer hooliganism. Like that sounds right up my alley. But this is so aggressive. I don't think I can actually go down that path. The the, the flared pants is is I think that's what takes it. Like out of the realm of of actual wearability. Yes, I think. Oh, I have I have dad legs, and so I'm very weird about the pants that I wear. Like I, I don't know why. I think it more has to do with how I feel in the pants as opposed to how they look on me. But like there are just very few cuts of pants that I feel comfortable wearing out, and I will say that flared is one style that I just don't see myself <laughs> ever going down. Even wide leg at this point is like it's jarring for me. It's it's surprising to put something on and be like, oh, this is this is not messing around. You you when you like some of this stuff, you like just think about like your friends wearing it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and like, can you think about your friends wearing like some giant ass flared pants? No, you can't show up to Matt's (laughs) Rancho wearing flared pants and expect everyone to not roast you. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Um, I might have to do that just to rattle Dylan a little bit. He he would get a kick out of that. I, I would like to see his face. He would just look at me and go, "What are you wearing?" <laughs> um, another aesthetic that I wanted to bring up. This is one that uh, that I've I've known for for quite some time, but never known that it had this name. I just recently learned this thanks to uh, thanks to members of of Club Cool's Discord, by the way, which you get access to if you join us on patreoncom clubcool. Check it out. Uh, are you familiar with the aesthetic sexcore? You know, I didn't think I was until I Googled it, and then it made a lot more sense to me. And honestly, this has a lot of ties to like the English culture. It does like, very much so. Yes, this is this is what I <laughs> what I was referring to as bruvcore for a long time, and that was just something that I came up with on my own. But yep. now I know that bruvcore is in fact sexcore. Yes, this is. Um... I always would reference this this look, this aesthetic, as like what not to do back mm-hmm. in the back in the days of uh, of everything being super slim and skinny, right? Yeah, it's like yeah, you want stuff that's tailored, you want stuff that fits you well, you want pants that that have a nice taper and 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 not a lot of break. But the Europeans and specifically the Brits took this to like a whole nother level. <laughs> Some of the photos are hilarious. Of people. Where where everything is like th- nothing in this photo that I've got pulled up. If you're watching on on youtube.com slash watch media, um, everything here has like at least 12% spandex. Dude, yeah. And like, and what's really jarring about this stuff is that you have to be absolutely shredded in order to pull off the look that these guys are attempting to pull off. Yes. And that, that is like, that is 50% of it at least. The, 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 it, it wasn't just, it's not just a, a fashion look it, uh, or aesthetic. It is absolutely like a body aesthetic as well. You have to, yeah, you gotta you gotta be shredded. You have to go get huge in the in the gym. It's like if Jersey Shore studied abroad in London, or like it, it's just outrageous. I this they that the photo that you just had pulled up of the four guys standing there that got really big during the um, Wellerman song era of twenty twenty one. The uh, the uh, the the sea shanty. Yeah, the sea shanty time. <laughs> 
that because somebody edited a video of those guys singing a sea shanty song and i couldn't get over it like it was just wait so wait this picture exactly Yes, they instead of having it be a picture, they <laughs> did something where they edited their mouths singing together. It's, okay. it, it's the perfect video. I'll send it to you. I'll post it somewhere. Uh, is is this how like is this how your dudes on Love Island are are dressing? Yes, hundred percent. Yeah, like and it's crazy because I never I never realized that people actually dressed like that. And I don't know if the most recent Love Island had it as much as the previous seasons, but it's definitely a theme that you see. I mean, all through the day on Love Island, you see these people wearing bikinis and workout clothes. That's all you see them wearing. They might have some uh, Yeezy Boost 350s poolside, uh, yeah, which is always yeah. an interesting look to me. <laughs> but at night, they all get dressed up to the nines as if they're going out to a club, even right. though they're just hanging out at the villa. Yeah. And these guys will come out wearing sex core clothes. And it's like, what? What? Like, this, this looks uncomfortable. It's I, – I can't – I can't with – oh, here's a – I love this. <laughs> this uh, this one with his, the same guy in three different sex core looks. Uh, and it's – Somebody has added boys with a good sense of style on, <laughs> I mean, on top. <laughs> the 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 proportions of the really tight pants with the absolutely shredded upper body, it just makes a, it looks like a cartoon character almost. Dude, I I, I want to like, I want to talk to the uh, to the to the to the birds to the British you know to the British young ladies out there about what you know what they liked about this or what they do like about this because it's it's so intense. I, it's something that you cannot I, – I, I'm i trying to think of cities where you could pull this off and not get like weird looks in the United States. And the only one I can think of is Miami. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know where else you could wear that and not have people be like, what is this – what is this guy I, I there, there is – you know, if you if you watch Ameri- the American reality shows, Bachelor, uh, whatever, and uh, and like, you know, I just watched Fuckboy Island on, on HBO Max this, this last summer. You get a little bit of this. Like, like those dudes are definitely still very much into super slim pants with a exaggerated crop, you know? Oh, you see six, it on the, ba- you six see inch it on the of, Bachelor of, of ankle. A lot. Like, there's some yes. guys that are wearing suits that are absolutely painted on them. And it's it, it's not quite as intense as some of the sex core stuff, which is, I mean, it, it's, it like I said, like, look at, look at this one right here. Like, this, this dude, he must struggle to put these jeans on i don't understand like they all have rips in the jeans and i don't understand how you can put those on without somehow making the rip like twice as big every single time like this this is straight up it's designed to show every muscle in his body like you he, can this, see the ca- you can see you the can differentiation s- between like the ankle and the calf and the, muscle yes. so defined on a pair of jeans <laughs> it's insane um so yeah the the I, the american like the american bruvs they 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 get into a little bit of this but it's not quite as it's just not as exaggerated. It's not as it's not quite as spandexy and tight and le- and legging and compression like. I might go sex core for Halloween next year. It's a good. It would be a good. That'd be yeah. Good group costume. Just get a bunch of dudes go sex core. Uh, yeah, there's only there's the only way I imagine British people dressing in two different ways. No, three different ways. One is like this in the sex core skin tight stuff. The other is like English countryside clothing, which is the total opposite. And then there's just dudes wearing Stone Island everywhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going. I'm gonna. I'm gonna pick this. The Stone Island. I just can't afford Stone Island. Those, I, yeah. I want one signature Stone Island piece. So when I when I eventually go to a match over there again, I can just rock that out and try to fit in. But I don't know if I can stomach that, especially given the fact that it's so expensive and we live in a place where it's 82 degrees in, in uh, right. December. Yeah, December 10th, 82. 
Uh, all right. Well, today's podcast is also brought to you by Early Bird CBD. Now, if you listen to any of the Wash Media podcasts, I'm sure you've heard of this stuff. It's great, uh, especially the, the, the gummies is what we really want to talk about today. Early Bird gummies are a recreational hemp product and contain around two and a half milligrams of natural THC and about 12 and a half milligrams of CBD in each gummy. They're formulated for fun and they make you feel good. I've got a bottle of these sitting at the house. I'm not going to lie. When I get home today, it might be just about time for one of these. Kind of take take <laughs> you might need more than anybody. T- take me all the way all the way down from um, from what I'm experiencing at the moment. Uh, they make you feel good. To expand on this a little bit, there are a ton of different use cases uh, for for CBD. Right? Some folks use them to relax. Some folks use them to to pregame a little bit before going out. Some folks like to get that little buzz before they hit the beach, go see a movie, whatever it might be. But what it comes down to is that CBD or Early Bird has formulated <clears throat> just a microdose of THC to make you feel great without getting lit. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a really, it's just a, it's a nice hybrid. It's a very nice kind of combination that they've come with, come up with to, uh, to just keep you on the level. You know, Early Bird is also based in Austin, and uh, they're all about local mom and pop shops. Check them out. Use the code Steam. At earlybirdcbd.com, that's S-T-E-A-M, code STEAM, for 20% off everything. These discount codes, they are single use, which means that you can only use them one time. Mm-hmm. So stock up. Load that cart. What's your favorite flavor of the of the CBD gummies? Wow. I have two answers to this. Okay. Uh, the, the watermelon is probably my favorite from a flavor standpoint. Yep. But the bottle that I have of the lemon ones are higher in the THC content than the oh. other ones. And so I've just been hitting those lately. Well, that's I'm really good trying to, know. to get a good night's rest. Okay. I don't know if it's like that across the board. They all taste good. And as, as Dave said recently, he's like, they taste good enough that it's hard for me to eat just one. Like <laughs> I want to have, I want to have a little bowl of them and eat them while I'm watching something. Yeah. It's like, right. It's yeah. They're like, they're gummy bears, but now be careful. Don't, don't treat them quite like that. No, it, it, trust me, t- taken from the, uh, one of the guys that I I know very well from early bird. He said, start with one and see how you feel. And then if you want to take two or more at any point in your life, just know what you're going in with because you can find yourself glued to the couch being like, oh, went off. Yeah. Uh, strawberry, I think, is the third flavor. Sorry. Oh. Did I say – I said watermelon? No. The watermelon's good too. I like the watermelon. Yes. Uh, but, the, but the strawberry is, is is what I took most recently and, and also very much enjoyed that. Um, they got all sorts of stuff on the website, by the way. They got, they got gummies. They've got CBD-infused honey. Uh, so go check it out. Once again, that's earlybirdcbd.com and use the code STEAM for 20% off of your order. All right, Will, uh, we are back. And um, man, I, I don't have a ton more for us to talk about today, but uh, but but what do you what do you got going on? What's um what's on your on on your we, we did wish list on on Sunday Scaries. Yes. Got any uh, any updates to to what you're after personally? It's been tough, man. I I don't like making Christmas lists this time of year. It's very difficult for me to put stuff together and not feel guilty about it. I'm giving my parents nothing to do, to to sort out. I'm I'm just hoping that they just don't get me that much this year. Um, but when it comes to Sally, she needs she needs a little guidance, and it's been difficult. Like I I think she feels uncomfortable buying me clothes for Christmas because she's worried it's not going to fit unless I send her a direct link to something. Yeah. Uh, I got the early access ALD email yesterday for the uniform stuff, and, mm-hmm. she, and I and I said something to her about it, and she was like, "Well, send that to me." And I was like, "Sally, I don't need anything from this. Please don't, please don't go down that road." Um, I don't know. I the only, like the most recent thing I told her that I need is a tennis racket. 
I got some. I got some of the Roger Federer on like tennis shoes. Uh huh. Uh, from I think they were released on Kith, and I bought them just because I thought they were cool. Yeah. But now I'm like, okay, I actually need to wear these on the tennis court, and I I don't have a, a relevant tennis racket at this point since my tennis racket's from 2005. I don't even know. I don't even know where to go to get a tennis racket. I think they've got tennis shops and stuff. Uh, I told her uh, part of the reason I'm having her do it is because my brother-in-law is super into tennis, and I was like, he will figure it out. So go to him, default on whatever he says, and I'll yep. be happy with it. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, the the you know we're 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 in our mid thirties here. The 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 idea of gifts I think becomes. Uh, less interesting as 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 the years go on especially like the especially the need for like multiples yeah. right yeah. for like to to have you know six packages to to open on christmas or whatever yeah i like having stuff to open on christmas but i've gotten to the point where i feel guilty doing it. yeah yes yeah like like especially i don't feel guilty if it's if it's like my wife but if it's my parents i'm like you don't need to be spending this i'm too old for you to be spending good money on stuff for me yeah exactly yeah and I, I mean, it, it's also like, you know, you see your parents less mm-hmm. when when you're older, and then suddenly they're just like buying you stuff, and that that feels a little weird too. I would rather they save the money and buy plane tickets <laughs> down to Austin, Texas, yeah. instead. Like, just take everything you would buy and just put that towards a trip to come see me and see my son and make that easy. Um, but uh, but but we did have a good time picking some stuff on the podcast. So if you have not checked out, it's the most recent one currently. The, the our our gift guide on on scaries yeah 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 last week's so check out the Sunday scaries pod uh, podcast Will and I put together a, a you know a verbal gift guide but there's also a link to to your Substack yes available where 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 you can go check all of this stuff out willdefreeze.substack.com has all of that on there I mean I I tried to get everything I could onto it uh, I'm not gonna lie Barrett a lot of people have viewed this on the, when I look at the next gen stats yeah. It somehow has done incredibly well. Yeah, I, yeah, I'd, I'd love to hear it. Apologies to anybody out there who tried to access the link through the description of the Sunday Scaries podcast episode. For some reason, that link is not working for everybody. So if it's not working for you, just type it in and, and you'll figure it out. But yeah, the the gift guide's there. I have been re-looking at this gift guide several times being like, oh, maybe I do want this. I was yeah, actually online yes, today. Yeah. I, was, I uh, went in my closet because of that episode. And when I was letting my dog out today, I thought, oh, I should wear a, a vest out, a light vest. And I went in and I got my Adam Arcteryx vest. Mm. I put it on. And uh, as it turns out, I have not worn it since I got a Peloton. And it is much too big on me now. <laughs> and so I've been surfing the site all morning trying to figure out which one to replace it with. But I'm just very gun shy because they don't have the color that I wanted in my size. Yeah, it's it's the uh, it's the blankets for me. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, you know, we, we, we went in on, on like throw blankets and, and stuff like that. And, and there's just like, there's just some ones I want you, you use, what happened is you used the, the one from Slowdown studio in like the main, in the main photo that you did. Mm-hmm. Wonderful Photoshop work here, by the way. Thank you. I was very proud of that graphic. It's not often I do something like that, but I was pretty pleased with it. I, I saw this and I was like, damn, I need, I need Will to teach, like, give me some Photoshop lessons. This is incredible. There's, how do you feel about getting marketing emails from companies now? Like, I mean, it, we're, we're pretty deep in December with new drops on stuff. I'm like, dude, like there needs to be a cutoff date for holiday emails because I don't want to keep wanting stuff. Yeah. Well, it's, it, this is, a, you know, for, for, for me, I feel like, uh, I'm, I'm just like the, the, the perfect person for this, that all of these companies, they, they get me, mm-hmm. you know, 
uh, and and the the bridge from like all the Black Friday sales into more great holiday drops is very very tough. Like I like I wanted to, you, you mentioned the the uniform stuff that dropped on on Ame. This was and, and we've been talking a lot about heavyweight fleece on the podcast recently. This was twenty eight ounce stuff. Big. That's 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 great, and the, the the price compared to some other brands, um, not not too shabby to be honest. So I I was geared up for this, and I just like you know looked at the looked at the old bank account after some Black Friday spends, and it's, I I I should not do this. I bought nothing on Black. This Friday. is this is irresponsible. No, I should have bought stuff on Black <laughs> Friday because I'm sure there's stuff that I buy now that I didn't that I whatever. Uh, can I add something to the gift guide? I'd love that. Uh, this is a candle that I bought last year and I told myself that when they re-released it, I would buy another one because I did enjoy it so much. Not only is it a good smelling candle, but the packaging of the candle is pretty cool and you can use it for something after. Unfortunately, I think I broke ours during the move, so I might have to repurchase it. But Noah put out a Keith Haring collaboration. They did it last year, the famous 90s artist. Yep. They have a candle called Merry Christmas, New York City. And if you're in the market, I mean, I know I have my own scented candles, so I shouldn't be, you know, pimping out other people's scented candles. But if you're looking for a good scented candle, this is very nice for somebody who might like, you know, like the streetwear stuff, like Keith Haring, like a different unique candle. And they just released it the other day. It's still in stock. I just checked. $48. So it's not a cheap scented candle, but I can vouch for it. It's a very cool, uh, very cool packaging. It kind of looks like the little figure. I don't know if there's any special terminology used when you're talking about Keith Haring. Kind of looks like he's throwing his ass in a circle. He, he did. <laughs> he's all, yeah. What is he doing? Someone asked me. They're like, what? someone asked me last year. They're like, what is the guy doing on that candle? I'm like, Wait, well, so he's clearly throwing his ass in a circle. <laughs> this Keith Haring candle is this where it came out last year too? Is on is from Noah? Yep. Okay. Yep. Merry Christmas, New York City. Um, it doesn't. It it's not telling me anything about about the. Uh, oh, let's see. Cedarwood fragrance. That's all it says. It's woodsy. It's, it's woodsy. I'll say that. But if you're also looking for another uh, Christmas candle, keep an eye out on Sunday Scaries in the next couple of days. Okay. Okay. Keep an eye out. There you aren't get, that many of them. You got something? Uh, I got some heat in the. Uh, I'm, I'm. I'm hoping. I'm supposed to get a package today for uh, final final details, but we'll see. Okay. Very good. Uh, once again, go check out our, our gift guide. It's. Uh, let's see. I just I just left the link. Give them the Substack link again. Willdefreeze.substack.com. Willdefreeze.substack. Someone had Sunday Scaries already, and I was like, "Well, I'm just going to use my name." I, the Sunday Scaries Podcast.substack.com is just a little too wordy. Yeah. So I figured yeah. I'd just go with it. We got to promote the the personal brand as well. Yeah, I mean, it, it's all branded as Sunday Scaries, but someone else had it. And <laughs> I was a little late to the Substack game, unfortunately. <laughs> All right. Well, that's going to wrap it up for us on a Friday. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Will, thank you again for being here, for filling in. Always, uh, always, always good to have you. Always good to, to talk shop with you. Um, thank you to Early Bird CBD and Soul Savvy for sponsoring this week's podcast. Join the club as well. Come come support the podcast directly at patreon.com slash club cool. Uh, membership starts at just $2, plus you get a discount if you join for the whole year. And, um, and, and no matter which tier you choose to join, you're going to get access to the Discord, which is Constantly popping off, and uh, you know, I learned something new in there at least at, at least once a week. Um, you know, you want to drop some kit picks? You want to show me uh, your, your Canadian tuxedo that you wore to your Christmas party? Get in there and do it. Uh, follow us at Club Cool Pod on Instagram, and that'll do it. We'll be back next week. <laughs>